When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. See, that's why. That right there is why you press play. Good morning to you. A very good Tuesday morning to fans of the Pittsburgh Baseball Club. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. I also offer... Daily shots of Steelers and Penguins that I hope you'll check out. Pirates, six, Dodgers, five. And if you didn't stay up to the wee hours of this morning to watch that, I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to give a sufficient synopsis for you. I am just not. I mean, I can try. I can tell you to Capita Marcano hit a three-run blast. For his first big league home run, I can tell you that Brian Reynolds homered. I can tell you that Zach Thompson pitched pretty well. And that uh, after that, I'm sorry, there's just there's just too much. You're going to have to you're going to have to find some other methodology. Let's just say it was really, really crazy between the eighth and the ninth innings. And oh, also, David Bednar is unbelievable. That's basically what I've got for you on this particular day. Uh, he makes following this team worthwhile. Uh, Brian Hayes makes following this team worthwhile. Reynolds, when he's on his game, makes it. The cumulative impact of some of these younger players who've come up for better or worse, as Rodolfo Castro excruciatingly illustrated in that game last night, they make it worth it. But I think what stands out more than anything about this entire past week that we've seen ever since the 18-4 to embarrassment by the Cardinals on that Sunday afternoon is that there's an energy that's in place. There's a sense of hope that's in place, meaning because you look at Castro and you go, how do you get hung up between third and home in that situation? But then you go, well, he also did triple to get to third. And you just kind of accept it, you know? To an extent, you look around the diamond right now and you can find different players who offer that enthusiasm sounds like the wrong word because it sounds like I'm giving you Cole Tucker part two here. And with all due respect to Cole, who was just DFA'd yesterday morning, 
I mean, Cole couldn't hit. So you never really had that hope. Like you hoped for him, but you didn't necessarily have that hope in him. When you see Diego Castillo raking the way he did in the spring and the way he did in the earlier part of the season, you have something. When you see Jack Sawinski popping a couple bombs, you feel like there's there's possibly something there. Marcano with the three-run homer, Marcano with the outstanding throw to second base that should have resulted in an out, but Castillo couldn't hang on to it. And that's what you see for better or worse, to use that terminology again but you feel like you can live with it you know what i'm saying this portion of daily shot of pirates is brought to you by our friends at north shore tavern that's directly across federal street from pnc park it's home of steak on a stone an eating experience underscoring the word experience the steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800 degree stone and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun. It's a great meal. And it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. So, all right, I'm going to give it a shot, right? Eighth inning. Bednar goes out there. Not necessarily the best selection of pitches between him and Michael Perez, I thought I thought they stayed way too much over the middle, and it ended up costing them with a run and a, that tied the game for L.A. Then there was just a bloop fly that found grass in shallow right field at Texas Leaguer, if I ever saw one. And that gave... L.A. the lead, and Bednar had his first blown save of the season. And I want to say he was at around 28 pitches after that inning, and you're thinking there's no way, there's no way he's going back out there. But then Derek Shelton did something that I don't believe in his tenure we've seen him do, and that is to just manage to the game manage to the situation and let the game and the situation take over. Here's how Shelton explained his decision to send Bednar back out for the ninth once the Pirates had retaken the lead. Well, I mean, we were a little strapped. Stratton was down. Crow was down. Somebody else was down too. Underwood was down. So, I mean, we were in a situation where, you know, we had the, the kids out there and, uh, and just faith in him. I'm, you know, I mean, execution of pitches. The first inning, he, he yanked the ball a little bit, and he bounced right back. And I mean, he's built like an ox. So, uh, you know, the, I think fifty would have been the max, though. I like that. I, I don't like the fact that it happened at, you know, one thirty in the morning when I'm pretty sure that ninety nine percent of Pittsburgh was stone asleep, and no one's ever going to give credit to the guy for the call that he made there, which is not something that a manager in 2022 does. And then once Bednar gives up the book rule double with one out in the ninth, and I'm sorry, I don't have names here. I don't remember any of the names. Everything was was such a blur with these two innings. Once Bednar does that, you realize his pitch count's going to get up there again. And then as he starts getting deeper into the count, 
against some dude named Will Smith. That one I do remember for obvious reasons, being in Hollywood and all. And this guy's, he's competing up there. I never heard of him, but he he looked pretty good at the plate. And Bednar's really going at him uh, 97, 98. And then he's dropping a curve on the outer corner. And this poor guy, this this Smith guy, he had no chance at Bednar's fifth and final pitch. No chance. You could see it in Bednar's body language. You could see there was a super slow-mo they showed on the broadcast after the strikeout, which was a swinging strikeout over a slider that ended up in the outer part of the plate and just took a dive. And Bednar knew the moment he let go of the ball, the game was over. And this Will Smith guy, he swings through it and his face just has this like constipated slash sad look as he corkscrews in the batter's box. It was such an outrageously good pitch. Uh, And the emotions that were there between Bednar and Taylor Heineman, the catcher, uh, Bednar ended up dropping an F-bomb uh, by accident. I'm sure he regrets it on the post-game, on the live post-game uh, TV interview, but he was a lot more uh, composed and controlled, let's say, uh, in the visitors' clubhouse at Dodger Stadium afterward. Oh, it's huge. I mean, I think that's that says more than anything. It's, it, whenever things are going well, it's, it's easy. And, uh, so that's the thing, honestly, personally, I was probably most proud of, just kind of going back out there and just having kind of, you know, just that gritty outing and, uh, and ultimately coming, coming home with the win. All that emotion, all that investment that went into that, and I'm going to repeat it, including the manager, sending his pitcher back out there because I guarantee you he felt the importance of this outcome to his players. You know, guys, I've been saying here for months now that 2022 needs to matter to this organization at the Pittsburgh level. This is why these players are getting better as the result of competing in these individual games. When we come back, just one question. Today's J1Q comes from Michael, who says... Kudos to Will Crow and Dwayne Underwood for speaking their minds and the truth over the weekend. It's all true. I like the way the Pirates competed in San Diego, in Los Angeles. Uh, It feels like we're right there with a good team, and I'm looking forward to seeing more. Uh, Michael, I'm going to respectfully disagree with you on the, the whole good team thing. There's many miles uh, to be traveled for this team to get to good. However, however, when you see them use this word again that I just used to close out the last segment, when you see them competing the way they are, 
that makes them better. And when you see them getting better, you can actually see some kind of light up there. You can see something that you can cling to that overrides dropping the ball at second base or getting yourself hung up between third and home or whatever. You can live with it because it comes with all this other stuff and it comes with an upward swing. And for anybody who doesn't know what Michael's referring to with Crow and Underwood, uh, our Alex Stumpf, the beat writer at DK Pittsburgh Sports, had one-on-one interviews with them out on the West Coast where he's covering this trip for us. And uh, Will Crow said, we're a good blanking team. Uh, It's not going to be about, uh, you know, it's not going to be just the Pirates when we come to your city anymore. It's going to be, this is a a good team. We believe in this team. Uh, Underwood had similar things to say. Uh, you know, he also you know, made a reference to, you know, San Diego's payroll and Dodgers payroll being a lot higher than the Pirates, which a lot of people took as some sort of implicit criticism of Bob Nutting, and it wasn't intended as anything of the kind. Uh, but if you went on to read Underwood's full context uh, on our site, you'll see that he additionally brought up the same stuff that Crow did, which is that the team feels it's getting better. The team feels that it is competing. So much of that has to be internal. It, 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 it's what the players believe about their team matters so much more than what you or I, Michael, or anybody else believes. It just does. Because if they go out onto that field last night at Dodger Stadium and they see Walker Bueller out there and, you know, the the lineup that that they put on that card, which, by the way, wasn't exactly intimidating. And the Dodgers out there with their $277 million payroll and there's 40,000 plus in the stadium. If the Pirates don't believe in themselves, None of that even comes close to happening. So for people who criticized Crow and Underwood, and then there were a fair number of them for saying what they did, are you nuts? That's the only question I have. Are you nuts? Do you understand what profession these guys are in as individuals? They're supposed to be and are because they're playing in the big leagues. Athletes at the top of their craft. They're competitors by nature. If they think they're not as good as who they're facing, whether that's batter, pitcher, or team versus team, they've got no chance. They've got no chance. Do you think for one millisecond that when Bednar took that ball for the ninth inning very late last night and he went out there He was thinking to himself, man, these guys are so good. Historically, one of the best lineups of all time. I'll never get them out. Who am I? Just this kid from Butler County. I'm never going to. No, no, no. It's about contending. It's about. Wait, did I just say contending? 
I meant competing. See, I'm getting ahead of myself now. Let's do this again tomorrow. <laughs>